back pinball nerds to episode 392 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast my name is orville albert and in today's episode i'm going to be asking the question what the heck were you thinking by saying that dennis k that's right dennis kreisel himself it's probably a bit of a hot take but he said something that got me really really riled up really really i i've never disagreed with dennis so strongly and it was it, it, uh, just wait for it. First, we're gonna. I'm gonna go positive first, hot take, negative second. Okay, so the, and it's it's not even that hot of a take. So if you're here for hot takes, you're listening to the wrong podcast because this pinball podcast is full of just all warm takes. That's it. Lukewarm takes, never any hot takes because that's how I roll. Okay, I like it better to be lukewarm than to be doing hot takes all day long. All right, so. Here we go. This is Carl D'Angelo's new pinovation. This is the man, Carl D'Angelo, brought us the world-famous mobile rig that pretty much every tournament competition live streamer on the planet uses because, well, ease of use. It takes minimum. When I moved my stream setup, even with the help of David Dennis, uh, and I think even uh, my wife, Drop Target Danielle, helped out for a little bit, when we moved the stream over, it still took about half an hour. Now, I was a couple beers in by then, but can you imagine being in an event where you've got to move this the uh you've got to move to 15, 20 different pinball machines in a day at half an hour per thing? Even if you're Carl and you're a freaking pinball streaming god and you can do it like 400 times faster than me, that's still like eight minutes times 15 per day. That's still four hours of your time. Or you can take basically 20 to 30 seconds, however freaking long it takes you to move the mobile rig. And boom, kaplowy, you're set up. Now, maybe you got to move the uh, DMD cam slightly or do a little thing. But I can tell you without a doubt that Carl's live streaming rig changed the game when it came to live streaming competitive pinball. It just did. But what is his newest pinovation? Now, I believe he may have done this on one other machine, but in the last podcast, I alluded to Carl D'Angelo attempting to do one of his world-famous I'm going to play this freaking machine till I get to wizard mode things, which I absolutely love. And it's just, it's very intriguing. It's very fun. Uh, Carl is, Carl, Carl doesn't worry too, too much about the chat, which I kind of like. And sometimes when he's in a big, important multi-ball, and I, I almost feel bad if like someone sent in biddies or subscribed because not for Carl, I'm glad they're doing it for him, but I'm like, no, not right now. He's almost at wizard mode. So the other day we were watching him play Avengers. And that, by the way, is the machine he just had his second try at. I couldn't even spill the beans for you if I wanted to because I haven't finished watching the VOD. So as far as I know, he hasn't beat uh, Avengers, but you should be watching it to see. Uh, and I used to hate that game. I thought it was a turd of a game. But just like Carl said, if that ramp is not set up correctly, I think it's the Black Widow ramp. That's basically the only ramp kind of wall. It's the closer ramp that's harder to get around on the right-hand side there. If that ramp is not set up correctly, it's not only a biatch 
to try to get it all the way around that thing. But when it does come down, it quite often will hurdle straight down the middle. So instead of being rewarded for perfectly hitting a ramp shot, not only does it not get around it sometimes, now this is depending on now Carl's machines are going to be set up incredible. I was playing at a Cineplex Odeon, which tonight at 12 will have, that's right, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, sorry, Bill and Ted's new movie, which is Face the Music, I think, comes out tonight at 12, and you better believe that I'm going to be staying up tonight till midnight to watch it online. I'm not going into a movie theater at this point. I'm okay with going to certain places indoors for short periods of time where I can move around freely. I'm not really okay with sitting in a recycle. Like for me, a movie theater could be a 2022 thing. Uh, but drive-ins are here. So that's cool. Got to go to see Jurassic park at one of those this year. And today I'm actually leaving in about five minutes. Oh shoot. Uh, yeah, we're about a 45 minute drive away from picking Owen up from his summer camp. He's actually a playwright at the ships, uh, theater in Parsboro. So he's actually like in an old abandoned ship. Don't worry, it's been fixed up and remodeled, but they actually do plays there. And he worked his butt off and he gets to be a playwright. So he's going to have up to the use of five actors for five scenes. And I think he's working on scene three right now. He's several weeks through this day camp at this theater and he's just loving it. Um, so we're going to go pick him up there in about five minutes. And then I'm going to go onto the patio and have a very socially distanced craft beer because all the tables are like 10 feet away from each other out on the patio there, which is nice. Uh, or at least the two, the two main ones that I go to, but because I guess there's one little baby one on the side. But if you're ever in Parsborough, Nova Scotia, make sure you pop by two islands and get the raspberry wheat because it's incredible. Or the raspberry, it's some type of raspberry beer they have that's on right now that's incredible. But I'm probably going to go there for a pint or two to, of course, not only celebrate completing five pinball podcasts in a day, which comes darn tootin' close to my record? Did I do 10 a day? They were awful. I don't know. These ones were probably not that great either. But when you get this type of quantity, you're not going to get high quality. You're not going to get a high quality like you will when you're on Carl D'Angelo's IE pinball stream. Because his newest pinovation, I really, really love, and he may have done this. I think he did do this. So a couple times, I think he had a camera on the mini Stewie playfield, and then I loved that. And then he also, so did he have a mini camera did he, on, on another game? Was it Pirates maybe on the boat? Um, I'm not sure. But what he's done now, and he, again, he may have done this, something similar to this before, but this was, I think, the coolest, best use of it so far. And certainly the only time I remember us being able to activate it. But he, when it, while he was playing Avengers, there's kind of, there's sort of two main bash toys that depending on what part in the game, you'd want to be watching what's happening. And the one is the Tesseract. <clears throat> I'm probably mispronouncing that. I've never seen uh, Avengers or any of those newer superhero movies because I do tend to find they're a little overdone. But I'm going to come around on it. Owen's been telling me I got to start watching some Marvel Universe stuff. So I maybe, maybe, maybe going to give Deadpool a go because I hear Deadpool's the one to like watch first. So I'm probably going to give Deadpool a go. And since I love the game so much, I might as well try seeing if I can at least like the movie. Okay. But I, I know what you're thinking. What the hell kind of pinball nerd doesn't like comics? No, I love comics. I just got three new, um, 3d. Remember the old 3d with the, the blue and the, the red. I just got three of those comics, uh, two from the eighties, one from the late seventies. And the one from the seventies, I really want to look at it, but it's in a, uh, or the one, sorry, the one, one from the, the mid eighties is in an unopened package with the 3D glasses in it. And I'm like, but I bought these to look at these, not to hold their value. 
But if I open it, it drops from being worth like, I don't know, not much, like 20 bucks to probably almost half that, unfortunately, if it's open, or maybe even 25%, 30% less. These things do not hold their their, uh, value like, well, they do. But I mean, I guess an unopened pinball machine is worth more, but why would you buy a pinball machine and not play it? Come on. Uh, Anyways, what you can do is you can look at the Tesseract, which is uh, a cool spinning orb. Actually, I thought I brought it up on. Oh, I did. I brought it up. I, I asked Mr. Google. So, excuse me, Google. Could you tell me what a Tesseract from Avengers is? And then Google said, Tesseract is Captain Marvel. It's also known as the cube. It's a crystalline cube shaped containment vessel for the Space Stone. For the Space Stone? This is nerdier than pinball. One of the six Infinity Stones that that predate, oh, predate, oh my gosh, I gotta, gotta have to learn to read again. One of the six Infinity Stones that predate the universe and possesses unlimited energy. In Avengers Infinity War, the Tesseract was destroyed by Thanos, spoiler alert, in order to retrieve the Space Stone. Uh, so anyways, it's just basically this really cool s- square thing that spins around like the lamp in uh, Tales of the Arabi- Arabian Nights, like kind of when you hit it. So that sometimes it's really important. You, you're going to want to be watching the Tesseract and other times you're going to want to watch mm, me Hulk, Hulk smash. And like his arms go up and down and he's a cool little bash toy up there. Well, in certain parts of the game, you're going to want to go after Hulk and other parts, you're going to want to just spin that Tesseract around, right? So the people in chat can put exclamation mark Hulk cam or Tesseract cam. And again, if I'm saying whatever that is, Tesseract, I don't don't know how you pronounce it. I've never heard anyone say it, but um, I did take the time to Google it. And that's something. So at different times, uh, the people in chat would type that when, when, especially people who knew the game better, they knew, oh, it's going to be important to bash Hulk here for a bit. And they would type that in chat. And that type of interactness like, like me being able to interact like that, that prevents me from leaving the stream. It catches, you know, the person watching it. And with, like I was saying in the Twitch Timber episode, which I just did about 15 minutes ago before I had my little soup and turkey sandwich with uh, an iced cappuccino and chocolate milk and a little bit of Tim, Tim bits here. Um, thanks, Drop Target Danielle, for the lovely lunch, by the way. I had explained that during all of Twitch Timber is really just during September, I'm going to be going out of my way to interview lots of small to medium sized Twitch streamers. And I'm also going to go out of my way to subscribe to a minimum of 10 Twitch streams. I've never subscribed to before. And I'm also going to tip, not donate. I'm going to tip another $50 uh, just out to awesome streams that I watch all the time. Could be big streams like Carl's could be small streams, medium sized streams, whatever. Um, so, and, and I kind of ask the community now go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it yet, but basically I'm shouting out to the community, naming some of the Twitch streamers I would love to have on there. Now, if you don't currently watch Twitch and you're not really into that, uh, you probably wouldn't be listening to this episode either because this is talking about Carl's big pinovation. And I'm not sure if Jack Danger's ever done it. I've never seen Jack Danger do it as far as I know. I think, like I said, um, Carl may have done it before. I've never seen any other Twitch streamers do it, but imagine I'm just thinking for like, I don't know, like, let's say 
okay, let's, I'm hoping to maybe stream Metallica and I know Metallica pretty well. So for Metallica, you would obviously have one on Sparky. Uh, I would have a Sparky cam, exclamation point, Sparky cam. But then I love those grave marker drop targets that are in line, okay, to get the uh, grave marker multiball or whatever that is, graveyard multiball, something like that. I would have one on that. And when someone had finished, you know, three of the four or whoever many there is, 90% of them, then I would, you know, hope people in chat would put that one on. I would maybe also have, uh, well, I'm Orbital Albert, so I'd kind of want an Orbit cam, but uh, I don't know. I would That would be the two that I would have on there, but maybe, maybe, maybe I would have one for one of the ramps. I don't know, for when you're doing Lady Justice or something like that, right? But those would be the two main ones that I would probably have. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about like skateball. You would have one on the word skate because usually it was jokingly called Kate ball because you could spell Kate really easily, but getting the S at the start of skate is terrifically hard. So I would maybe have one, a camera on there and then a camera on the scoop. Now, of course, with newer machines, it would probably work better, but there's nothing to say you can't have an EM. So I'm even thinking of uh, a 19, is it 1957 or 1967? I think it's 57. Singalong came out by Gottlieb, of course. And that was one of Ed Krinsky's first few games. And it's got a scoop that moves it over to a scoop that moves it over to a scoop that moves it over to a scoop. So literally if you're drinking beer and you are able to hit the first scoop when they're all lit, especially if they're all full, it has to do all the scoring reel, like go through like cha-ching, 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 then to the next one and do it, then to the next one and do it, then to the next one and do it, then it shoots it out. You have time to drink like half a beer during this time. Well, obviously, even on an EM like that, if you could have a close-up cam of that action happening, everybody in chat would have to, like, take a sip of their beer. Or everybody in chat would, like, emo chat only during this time. Or, I don't know, something. <coughs> what I'm saying is <clears throat> there's just about as many options as there is games. It could be a 1950s or 1960s EM. Uh, even on Fireball Classic, you would definitely have one of your cams on, you know, the spinning reel in the middle. Then you'd probably have one up there on the skill shot because the skill shot's so cool for when they're plunging. Um, anyways, it's just a way so that on your screen, A, you're not having to have that many, you're not having to upload more at once. So you're not having to have one extra camera with stuff. And then some people, you can put too many cameras and it gets too you know cluttered up. What I like to see is a play field cam on the right, typically, but I can handle both sides. But usually, I, I don't know, I find I prefer it on the right, but it doesn't have to be. Play field camera on the right. Definitely want a good chunk of space to see the players. I per Some people say you don't need to see the players. I like to see the players. And then you want to have like a decent amount of space to at least show, especially if it's uh, an LCD screen. If it's a color DMD, okay. If it's an old EM, I don't really care how big the space is to just show me the number of reels to see the scores, to be honest. It, that doesn't really bug me. Uh, if you can get direct video without starting pinball drama, then that's great. Uh, but I absolutely love everything that Carl does on his stream. He interacts with the people in chat enough. He uh, is a really, really good pinball player. When I watch Carl play normally the thing i'm most ashamed about that he just does so much better than me is his accuracy but then hearing him talk through the games i go no 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 i can be somewhat accurate sometimes but i could never know the rule set knowledge of carl then i watch carl get multi-ball and i go holy shats the only thing that he does like tenfold what i do like just 
so much better is ball control during multi-ball. I honestly don't know. Like it's probably Carl and Keith Elwin that I that that I can think of off the top of my head that have that agility and that amount of control and that amount of uh perception of being able to just Carl Carl can be in Elwin pose with like three balls on one side, two in the other, and just easily juggle a ball really well. So I like watching Carl play all the time, but I particularly love seeing him play multi-ball. It's incredible. If you have not liked, subscribed, followed, and donated, go go out right now and sell your most expensive pinball machine. Donate all of that money to IE Pinball, or at least subscribe to him after that and subscribe to everyone else on Twitch who works their butt off. Next month, I'm going to say it right here. I would love, love, love no one else than Carl D'Angelo to come on the show at the end of the month to wrap up my month of that. But again, it, I'm primarily focusing on small to medium-sized Twitch streamers. So if I get to Carl at the end, great. I, again, if he has even time, I know he's just recently on the final round uh, with Jeff Teolos and Marty Robbins. Um, and for those of you who haven't listened to my top 10 favorite pinball podcast because you thought, oh, I've heard his top 10 before. Yeah, it's completely changed. You know why? Because Jeff Teolis and Marty Robbins have changed the game with the Final Round Pinball Podcast. They've stepped it up even further, getting incredible guests and also just being freaking hilarious. I laugh out loud uh, to that podcast all the time. So go see. Remember that Final Round is new since the last time I would have done a listing. Uh, the Pinball Show with Zach and Dennis is new since then. And speaking of Dennis... It's about freaking time I talk about Mr. Creasel. Not very happy with you, buddy. I love you, man, and rarely, rarely, rarely ever. You're probably the pinball podcaster has said the least number of things that I ever disagreed with. I'm, I would say 95% of the time, Dennis is the most logical realist in pinball, and I, I almost can't disagree with anything you say, except for today. Dennis, on the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast, you were not two minutes into your podcast and you said something that is untrue. And if I were if I were a man who sued people, I'd sue you for liable. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that serious. Uh, no, but I would say, dude, come on. So there's always a commercial for the Roanoke Pinball Museum, I believe, at the start of the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast. And this time, none other than Lord Voldemort himself Join the show. Believe it or not, I have no clue how Dennis got him, but he joined the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast, and he basically gave this whole spiel about going to the Pinball Museum. And he, you know, I don't know how he got Voldemort to do it, but Voldemort perfectly, perfectly does the same character's voice from the movie. And at the end of it, Dennis says, because we all know they'll never be a Harry Potter pinball machine. What the frick, Dennis? Give me a break. Come on. When people say things like that, it just hurts my feelings. If the number one pinball machine I want to have in my heart, in my soul, in my brain, in my house, in my arcade, if you're saying there's a 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
well, now, Dennis, I was just about to sign the license rights over to Jersey Jack Pinball to make the most epic pinball machine on the planet with Eric uh, Menier. But since Dennis said it will never happen, I don't know. Okay, we all know that that's not going to happen. It's not like it's going to change JK's mind. But can we all not just be hopeful? Is there no hope left in pinball? If, Dennis, I know you're a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm a giant, huge Harry Potter nerd fan. I've read the fan fiction. I've even written some fan fiction for Harry Potter. No, don't ask for the link. You're not getting it. Uh, it's obscure. It's it's not like adults-only type stuff or anything like that. It's just, it's nothing of of interest that I would be willing to show any of you. So anyways, uh, I make it sound like it's better than it was. I basically just wrote about Snape being good before the final book came out. Cause I, I thought he was good before we found out he was good. Spoiler alert. All right. Dennis Kriesel and everybody on pin side and everybody on any pinball podcast, that keeps saying that, Oh, Harry Potter pinball will never exist. Could you just quit it? Could you just stop? Can we just say, I don't think it will happen, but it'd sure be rad. If we all just keep telling JK Rowling how rad it would be, she eventually might hear one of us, right? Like, rather than us just saying, oh, it will never happen, I'm sure for 20 years, people who are into slot the slot machine industry, maybe not like people who just go to the slots in Vegas, but, you know, for a long time, people said, oh, they're, you know, JK doesn't like gambling. We'll just never get a licensed a slot machine. And now from what I understand at certain casinos, the Harry Potter slot machines bring in more money uh, per machine than any other freaking game. So, I mean, if JK at one point said she wanted nothing to do with gambling and now there's, there's Harry Potter gambling machines. Surely if she said she's not big into pinball or gaming or whatever, one day there could be a Harry Potter pinball machine. And I don't know if it will be Chicago gaming. I don't know if it will be Jersey Jack. I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be Stern. Stern seems to get like the Beatles and these unheard of through the roof. Well, I mean, JJP managed to get Wonka and pirates. And anytime you get anything from Disney, that's, you know, round of applause right there, right? It is. Oh, did you want to go get it? I'll be done my podcast in two minutes or do we not have time? Okay. I'll see you soon. Love. Woo! Come over here and tell all the listeners what you're going to go get. All right. She's uncomfortable. Bye, honey. Um, so it seems like I'm going to have even more fun tonight celebrating Ian Haberman's uh, birthday out there on the Two Islands patio because my very legal marijuana edibles have came in. And uh, my wonderful wife is going to pick them up at the post office. So, Yeah. That'll be good. I've got about five minutes to wrap this up. So I just want to say, was totally ki kidding with Dennis. Uh, it's not really shocking that he said it couldn't exist. But it would be really rad if could would I don't know, whoever is a bigger JK fa Rowling fan than me, or maybe I'll have to be the one that does it. But if we start a we.org or, or no, sorry, not, geez, now I'm talking about the we day thing. Uh, no, if we start like a, uh, what is it? What's the thing where you sign the signatures? We start some type of like uh, thing where we try to get a lot of people to sign that they would like pinball. And I know there is a lot of pinball nerds who are huge Harry Potter fans. So if we could get, you know, X number of people to sign this, so it was at least enough that she hears about it, 
that would start the ball rolling. And as far as I know, uh, one of these other pinball manufacturers might even be trying to score this already. And why wouldn't they? It would be a gold mine who ever got this. I mean, it's the, I think more people have read uh, the Harry Potter series than the Bible, the Quran, and every like religious book on the planet combined. Uh, okay, maybe not that that's not true, but definitely in modern times of the last like you know couple decades, I'm sure it's by far the most read series ever, uh, even above like Hunger Games or anything like that. Or I don't know, maybe Lord of the Rings is close to being up there, but it's definitely in the top two or three, if not the top. And then, uh, when you're talking about a multi generational, I talked about this a little bit earlier with Bill and Ted's multi generational, we're talking about grandparents know about this from watching the movies. Uh, a lot of parents know about it from reading it themselves and reading it to their kids. Tons of kids know about it. Those kids now turn into teenagers. Um, my dad would even be interested in playing a Harry Potter game. Then also my wife. So now we've got men and women, uh, perhaps even more women like Harry Potter than, than men. It's very, very, very close. It's one of those things that it's, you know, maybe slightly more women read the books and slightly more men watch the movies or something like that. But it's very, very, very close. This would be the biggest, no, it's not Goonies. No, it's not a new Back to the Future. I would love both of those. And honestly, it's, I mean, we've proven it's not Stranger Things. I would have thought maybe two years ago, Stranger Things could have outsold uh, Harry Potter. But at this point, it's pretty much guaranteed that the, the best license on the planet for any pinball manufacturer to get would be Harry Potter. There would be a small portion of probably a small portion of people over like, I don't know, my dad's age, like 65 or so, maybe that hadn't read or seen Harry Potter that even still would have heard of it. Right. But I mean, we're talking about a very small segment of all of the people you could sell pinball to. And I actually think Harry Potter would help introduce pinball to millions of new and younger fans and help probably get more women into it as well, just because it's such, you know, Hermione was one of the three main uh, people and she certainly was arguably the leader very often harry himself said that him and ron would not have got out of so many situations especially in the first few years if it wasn't for hermione <clears throat> and so this would be a pinball machine with a female lead do you know what i mean it wouldn't i guess it wouldn't be quite the same as if wonder woman got just her own machine but it's darn tootin as close to that as we're probably going to get seeing a female lead and it just would be incredible. I would just, that I probably would forfeit purchasing my Jurassic Park for hopefully Christmas this year if it's announced before then. So JK, if you're listening, announce that Harry Potter pinball is a thing. Make it so that Dennis is wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Dennis, by the way. I hope, I'm sure he knows I'm all tongue in cheek here. I'm just kidding a little. But Carl, you're the man, buddy. Love, love, love what you're doing with IE Pinball. Everyone get out there and support uh, Carl, you have to make sure to follow IE Pinball on Twitch because he doesn't have like a regular, regular schedule, I don't think. And if I'm wrong, Carl, sorry, uh, come on the show and let me know what that is. That's part of what we're going to be doing in Twitch Timbers, interviewing these people, finding out if, when or not they have a regular schedule and what innovations they like. I'm interested to hear from other Twitch live streamers, you know, what innovations that Jack J Danger does that they like, what innovations that, like, I know even Fliptronic's doing some really cool stuff that I've seen. Um, and, and any Twitch streamer that's trying to do something new and innovative, I just commend them for that. And, uh, 
it just enriches my life and so many other thousands of pinball nerds out there. It gives you some way to at least feel like you're still part of the pinball world, even though we can't go out there and play in our local leagues, even though many of us can't go out there and even play with, you know, certainly not large groups of friends yet. And some of us, not even small groups. Um, I know when I was listening to the final round today, uh, Jeff Teal, poor Jeff Teal has tried to go camping. He only made it one night till 3.30. I will admit this, Jeff. The sound of the loons late at night when you're in northern Ontario is a little bit freaky. Uh, when I did my four-day trek through the uh, entire Bruce Trail, the provincial park section, uh, they kept me up many a night and woke me up early in the morning. Um, but I got through it. I got through it. So, And Marty was saying in the last couple weeks, uh, he's only left to go to the grocery store a couple times. So he's not hanging out with any friends, even socially distancing, like in driveways or at drive-ins or going on to patios like I'm getting to go do now or any of that kind of stuff. So a lot of people have it a lot worse. And uh, just to everybody out there, you know, everyone's dealing with this differently. I hope that you're all doing fine. If you ever want someone to talk to, feel free to message me. I don't always get back to people right away. I have notifications for Facebook turned off and Messenger. So if I'm busy for a day or two and I don't get back to you, it doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't care. It just means you'll hear from me later. Um, but I can tell you this, each and every person that's ever written me through Messenger or Pinball Nerds Podcast, I've gotten back to eventually. And I will continue to do so. My voice is pretty much dead from doing five episodes in a row, and I'm now very, very late to go get my son Owen, so I must go. But until Pimmel, until next time, Pimmel Nerds, I'm going to let you go with a song by the band The Rentals. Uh, the best-known artist in it was formerly of Weezer. Uh, well, he's still with Weezer, but his name is Matt Sharp, and of course, this song is called The Friends of P. The Friends of Harry Potter. Until next time, pinball nerds, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe pinball. Sorry for the dead air. I'm a good guy for a gal.